Welcome to the Midnight Domino Show. Three ball, Myron Jones, and good! Hera found a way to flip it in. With your hosts, Myron Jones and John Hera. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Midnight Domino Show. Today we got a good episode. I got my Florida boys with me. Got my Florida boys. What's up, MJ and his teammate, Colin? What's up, Colin? Good to have you on the show, brother. You, you get to tell me all the all the details about Midnight down in down in Gainesville. How he's a different breed. Sure. What's MJ's favorite activity to do? Would you say while well, he's not playing basketball? MJ doesn't really do much. <laughs> yes, that's the answer <laughs> I was looking for. <laughs> I I don't think I've seen him. The only time I ever see MJ is like when we park or. At the gym. Yeah. Where do you like where do you live on campus compared to where MJ lives? Literally across the street. Yeah, like, yeah. really uh, neighbors. Like, so my apartment, if you look out these windows, his apartment. So it's like it's by sorority row. It's like a, there's a bunch of different, like a, a lot of apartment complex right next to me. Boys began after, huh? <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, I already know the deal. Colin, I know we uh we kind of ran into each other in the Big Ten. But um, a lot of the listeners are state college listeners, Penn State fans. If you could just introduce yourself, kind of just tell us about your journey to college hoops. Yeah. So I'm from Florida originally. Uh, came out of high school. It was a private high school called Father Lopez. It's in Daytona Beach, which is where I'm from. It's like the East Coast of Florida by like hour and some change from Orlando. Uh, came out of high school there, went to Michigan under Coach Beeline. Uh, he recruited me out of high school, and then <clears throat> after my freshman year, he left. And then, you know, I was trying to figure out what I was going to do, and then uh, Juwan Howard came in, and I was like, there's no way I was going to, you know, give up that opportunity and go somewhere else. So I was like, you know, I'm going to soak up. And I had a good sophomore year, in my opinion. Like, I learned a lot under him. Um, you know, I learned so many things that I probably wouldn't have if I didn't stay, and just being able to be coached by, you know, a really good big man in the NBA, mm-hmm. one of the best players ever. And, um, and you see what they're doing now, they're still. So, you know, I cherish, like, the opportunity I had at Michigan and just – it was just a great experience, the school part of it. Being able to go away from home matured me a lot. And, you know, I, I learned a lot of things I wouldn't have if I stayed home coming out of high school. So, after my sophomore year, you know, I ended up transferring. I uh, just felt like I needed, you know, a new opportunity, you know, kind of just like a fresh slate. Um, and then, you know, I went through the transfer process. It was really quick because, you know, it was last year was – everything was COVID. So everything was on kind of like MJ. He didn't get to go on a visit. He didn't really get to like see campus, stuff like that. So I had the same thing going on for me, but it was like a little bit more stricter at the time because that's when COVID really was like a big thing. Um, So I didn't really get to do anything. All I did was Zoom, a couple of coaching staffs and Coach White called me as soon as I got in the portal. Um, He was one of the first coaches and he was like, look, like you already know we have a built up relationship. And I just needed a coach that I already had a relationship kind of with um, and that I trusted. So, you know, I trusted him and decided to come back home. I'm about like two hours away from home right now. So uh, I had a pretty good year last year and we're going into my last year this year. So I'm excited. Yeah, no doubt. I have a great uh, Juwan Howard story. I don't think I ever told him this either, but um, we were at Michigan last year and he, Hunter Dickinson, like, I think he didn't start off the game hot, but then he got two buckets in a row and they went to him a third time and he went over his right shoulder, lefty hook, 
and I'm just going back the floor. He makes it. I'm running down the floor. All I hear is Jawan Howard like, he can't mess with you. He's small, like chirping me. And I'm like, yo, this man is a hooper. Like he's a head coach, but. That's not what most coaches would say. Like he just, like he likes getting into the game. And that's just how he He's he. You he, can tell he's competitive with with everything. It I it fired me up. I was like, oh, let's go. Like, yeah, that's how he is in practice, like film. Like, this is how he is. Like he was a hooper at one point. Yeah, but like everything he said, you related to it. So it's not like some guy who didn't play basketball or like it's strictly just a coach. Like you can relate to him because everything he said, like right. he he's done it before. Were you there when uh, Martelli was there? Yeah, that was yeah. That was his first year when he that came was in. First year there, yeah. he was my, my my guy. I love. He's Martin. the man. He is a Philly. I'm from outside of Philly, and he's a Philly legend. If you know, if you played basketball in that area, you know the the Martelli name, and he just seems like a great Brenda. dude. He's a good guy. Yeah, I, I have a technical question about basketball. I think this was under Beeline when the five. It was. I remember like particular Mo Wagner would catch it at the top of the key to get in, like, a dribble handoff. But he would, like, do footwork where he would, like, fake spin and mm-hmm. then come back. Does that ring a bell? Like, what – What? why was it taught that way? Oh, it was like – so Coach Beeline would call it a donut or – so a donut was, like, a regular pivot. So, like, say I caught it at the top of the key and I spun and pivoted the other way, that would be, like, a donut – and then there was like a couple other terms I can't remember now actually, but yeah. there was much terminology that he made like with pivots, like just little stuff that no coach really like no. talked. They just call it a pivot. But like with him, he terminally like he would make a terminology for every single pivot or like a pass or like a bounce pass or like a backdoor cut. Like he would make terminology for all that. So like with that stuff, like with the five out offense they had my freshman year he would all call that a certain thing. So, like, it would be our offense that we had was, like, guard through. They don't have that anymore, obviously, but it was when he was there. It was called guard through, and everybody knew it. But there would be different actions out of that. And he would tell you, like, oh, donut into this or do this. Like, different terminology. So, it could, like, mess the defense up a little bit. The film was so, like, repetitive. Like, you guys repeat it every time. Yeah. It was the same thing, like a yeah. backwards pivot to a fake. To sure. go to like in a dribble handle. It was interesting. How was your uh the UNC scrimmage, MJ? You get some buckets? Yeah. I mean, it was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, if you go on Twitter and stuff, it's going to look uh, totally different. But it actually <laughs> what, I mean, Twitter's fake. But what did, what did Twitter have to say about it? Because they posted – UNC posted, like, a highlight video, I think, or something of it. But uh, our, our social media department didn't want anything out there at all. So it yeah. was, like, incited, and there was no, like, ability for, like, our fans to see, like, how we did. Yeah. So, so that, yeah. I, I, it was all towards UNC, which we obviously don't care. But it was it was funny to see, like, there was nothing being put out by Florida, and everything was being yeah. put out. <laughs> People are yeah. putting out words that they thought happened or who scored what. I'm like, oh, they don't even know, like – at all what happened just read between the lines huh? yeah, yeah you know come on come on it's all poison mj it's all poison. Bro. um was it weird mj like did you feel like you could get in the flow of things or were you were you ready like with the system no nah, it was cool like i ain't had no problems none you know i feel like the only difference would probably be like the speed 
the speed of the game. Like I think we just played faster than we did in the Big Ten. So, really, like that is yeah. so. You Isaiah said that last episode too. Like that yeah. is insane. So what yeah. is it's just more wings, like more wings, like push it and stuff. Like yeah, you just push it, like make it a miss. You're just pushing it no matter what. Right. And like I think the whole goal is to not run offense. Really, <laughs> that's insane. What are you? Are you just rim running, Colin? Are you trailing? No, like, I have an offense, but it's like obviously if if I see a rim run happening, like I'm gonna go. Yeah. And like, and then you get post up or you get into, like, a kick out, and then we can start running our offense. But it's not like – I remember really in the Big Ten, it was like only a certain guy was allowed to push it up. That's how uh, most – you got your desi- designated, like, one or two guys that were only allowed to score. And then you get into your offense at, like, 24 seconds, and then you run your offense, and you got your certain reads. But, like, us, it's like most SEC teams, it's like you get it down, you got to play fast, and you get into a ball screen, and then they'll get into their offense after that. But – a lot of teams in SEC, they really don't have, like, a set. Like, this may be weird, but, like, they don't have, like, a set offense. It's, like, probably certain things they run through, but, like, a lot of teams will just go. Like, they'll just hoop. Like, set a, a drag ball screen or, like, uh, five out, one in, or four out, one in, whatever the case may be. But it's not as structured. Can I get the scout on uh, LSU? We play them for a Thanksgiving tournament. Are they, are they setting a bunch of drags, I assume? Because they have, like, major talent there. Are they, they lack? have like a, a true big they didn't have a true five like they had a lot of injuries and yeah they had like injured so they had like a small ball lineup and he just shot three so it'd be like picking pops or it would be all transition just go get a bucket and trending he's not there anymore but trending wofford was like yeah. it was, the offense just ran through him so it was a lot of like elbow catches i really don't know what they'll do this year they usually change it up but they're one of the fastest teams for sure in lsu they got a lot of athletes and they just go like anybody yeah, yeah no doubt who do you guys play this week yeah uh, coming this week, our first – it's an ex- exhibition game on Monday. It's Embry-Riddle. They're actually from Daytona Beach. So they're from oh, Miami. yeah. My cousin really... – <laughs> my I cousin know. went there for flight school. Yeah, that's what they're big. <laughs> yeah, isn't that insane? <laughs> not. Flight school. Flight not, school. Not, like. like, it's for people who want to become pilots and stuff. Or were you, like, a huge beach kid growing up? Or were you, no, like – I was no? not. I still, to this day, like, everybody, like, hates me for it. Most of my friends is like they'll all go to the beach and I'm like, yo, I'm just gonna chill. Like, I'll go, I'll go every once in a while, but I, I don't go as much as like you would think somebody who lived there. If I was in Florida, I would be on the beach every day. Every That's, day. That's a spot. That's because you always in the snow, bro. I know. It, MJ, it was like uh, hurricaning here today. It was just windy and the oh, wind, yeah. rain was just like spitting in your face constantly. Yeah, I don't miss that weather. I know you don't. Yeah, you hated the re- weather more than anything. Man, bro, coming from Florida, it was treacherous. I'm sure. Two- yeah, Ann Arbor is definitely. It was cold. What was your uh, NBA draft process like? I saw you put your name in the. Uh, I guess it's not the portal, but the NBA yeah. lottery. Thing. It was how uh, that go? It was great. I worked out for like five teams um, before I had to pull my name out, um, and just like it was actually really hectic. Like I was in Vegas. That was where I was stationed for like about a month and a half, uh, just doing workouts at Impact Academy. It's like where a lot of guys who um, enter the draft or like pros go work out. Um, and they have a really good system there. Like, it was weight training, uh, you know, two workouts a day, maybe three with a shooting workout involved. Um, it was good just being able to, like, 
really work on my game and like try to just work on things that I wasn't able to really show in college, but I've always worked on. So being able to just like focus on those things, whether it was shooting or like, you know, working on my handles off the dribble, stuff like that. And then being able to travel, that was the craziest part. Like every flight I had was connecting. Nothing was like straight shots. So it was like flying to a city, work out the next day in the morning, and then you leave that day and then fly back to Vegas. And then the day after that, you got to fly to another city. So it was like, it's kind of like, like honestly, like an NBA season, like how they have to go, you yeah. know, back to back or whatever. Like it really, like if you want to get to that level, it prepares you for that and you got to go through that process. So it was cool though, just meeting like all the NBA executives, like all the coaches um, and just seeing how like much of a, like, how professional everything is like everything's a business like it's not no joking when you go to the gym everybody was just on a professional level and um it was cool just to like go through that process yeah, yeah i was gonna i was gonna ask like would you say that's the biggest thing you learned from that experience or was it something else yeah I, I would say like the biggest thing was just like how they carry themselves um like with the guys i talked to i didn't really get to talk to guys who were like on the team while i was doing my workouts because everything's so quick like you just go straight to the arena work out for like hours hour and a half get your food and you go like it's not like it's just a quick thing and then that's it you say hi to everybody you maybe have a conversation with some coaches and stuff for like any questions you have um but just being able to see like the guys working out while you're there like a lot of like of the players so like for most teams like the rookies will stay there for like a month and a half or two months after the season and just get better like just work on their game they won't go travel on vacation and stuff like they'll have to stay there depending on the franchise but being able to see those guys like just lock in every day, like not take, you know, like a summer off or whatever. Cause you know, it's critical when you're getting paid the amount of money they're getting paid, like it's their job. So that was the biggest thing, like seeing how like they carried themselves or like the amount of times they work out um, and just not taking a day off. Like you can't waste a day when you're at that level. What's the one thing that you want to like, cause everyone has a scouting report. Like what's the one thing that you want to show scouts this year? Uh, being able to just, you know, like stretch, stretch myself out on the court, being able to show that I have ability to shoot the ball, um, which is something, you know, everybody knows, you know, I need to work, I need to, you know, get better at and show that I can do that to be able to get at the next level. Because the way it's played this, you know, this day and age is you got to be able to stretch yeah. unless you're jumping 45 inches off the ground, catching a hob that's thrown to you, which I'm not going to say that's what I'm doing. So I would say like being able to show that I can move my feet as well, you know, on ball screens, that I can switch ball screens um, and just be active, um, and just continue to be aggressive and just show that I have, like, a passion for the game. Um, that's really it. What – um, because me, like, as a basketball player, I was, like, a football recruit. So I, like, had, like, a bunch of weight on me. I had, like, my baby fat, and I always, like, loved lifting. But I saw, like, you develop from Michigan. Like, you put on that weight. How did you put on that weight? Was that, like, an emphasis? Yeah, 100%. Like, you know, at the end of the day, like, going into the Big Ten for sure, too. Like, every big guy, every four or five is, if not 220, 230. Yeah, they're massive. <laughs> like, they're big dudes. Like, you're not going to be able to go in there as, like, a skinny dude. So, going in my freshman year is more, like, de developmental. I came into, like, college at, like, I think it was, like, right around 210, if not, like, under 210. Like, I was, like, really yeah. under. So it was just honestly just eating, like eating as much as possible was like the biggest thing for me. And then staying over the summer, my freshman summer, I came home like once or twice. But why? you know how everybody goes home right after the season ends and like gets your break, whatever. I had like a week break. But right when I came back for summer, a, I was there every single day working out, lifting with uh, the strength coach at Michigan, John Sanderson. 
and we just try to get my weight up, you know, little by little, like a couple pounds every week. And then I got to like by my sophomore year, I jumped like I think it was like 16 pounds. So I was like 225, almost 230 my sophomore year. And then um, going into last year, I was like 235. And then now I'm like hovering around 240. So just playing at like that consistent weight will be good. And I'm continuing to like gain weight. It's hard during the season, obviously, like yeah. to me, like gain weight. Just being able to maintain it and then keep your strength up is a big focal point for a guy. Like naturally for me, I'm not like a sturdy, stocky guy. Like in my family, nobody's like overweight or like strong. So like being able to just like keep putting that weight on and then for my future goals and aspirations, I got to continue to put on weight. So it's always a, like a focal point for me. Yeah. MJ, how's your weight, kid? Feeling <laughs> good? Why does it seem like we ask this question every I'm single time? I'm just making sure you're eating your veggies, kid. Yes, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, oh, John, we just took this test, right? Yeah. This, okay. this test that tells us, like, what's good for us, like, to eat and stuff and drink <laughs> and stuff. So what like, you learn? I, I found out that I cannot have any tuna, bread, or cow's milk. Bro, what is this test, bro? This is out yeah. of pocket. The blood test. Yeah. Oh. oh. Like a blood, what you shouldn't be eating or what you should be eating, like stuff like that. That's insane. Oh, yeah. But to answer yeah. your question, I'm still at the same weight, but yeah. Yeah. Dude, so you're like, are you done drinking milk now? I mean, they said I shouldn't, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, what did it say for you, Colin? Did it tell you anything? Possible. I had, like, it was, like, the milk thing. I think the milk thing was for everybody. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Yeah, the milk was for everybody. Everybody, because our strength coach hates dairy, like milk. So oh, I, I, I like, kind of skewed, but I had the milk thing also. But then I think it was, like, something with pork. But it wasn't like too much stuff. Like I didn't have to worry about. I knew there wasn't a problem either because we did a we did another test too with our strength coaches about vitamins. We did another blood yeah. test. Oh uh, yeah, vitamins every day. So I only have to take like one vitamin. So for some reason I don't. And it's weird because I don't eat vegetables. Like I hate vegetables. That's like my biggest pet peeve. I do it during the season because I have to, but it's a problem. Like I'm working on it. Like I just hate vegetables. I don't know. I just struggle eating like a lot of like vegetables. I'm cool with broccoli, asparagus, but like. A lot of vegetables, I take off, like, my meal or take it off, like, a sandwich. So, that was surprising to me that I wasn't deficient in anything. But, yeah. What, what's it like? I saw MJ's, like, Instagram. There's this huge dude. Like, I think he was, like, 300 pounds. Oh, yeah, Jason. What's it like going up against him every day? Because you're saying the SEC, you're running. But this dude, MJ, yeah, on your Instagram, he looks massive. That's where it contradicts. Like, he's – there's obviously big dudes in the SEC for sure. Like, yeah. there's big, but – naturally at the five position there's not every guy's like 270 280 but jason's huge man he's like and he can move for his size too like he's yeah, not bro he can really move he yeah. can move yeah. it's weird because he's close to 300 pounds but like he can move his feet and he's got great touch like he's got quick feet but it's just like the endurance part like being able to keep up with like if he's in the game for more than four or five minutes like being able to just keep that wind up and that's just what he's been working on but from last year to this year man like he jumped a crazy like he jumped a lot like he was able to but he moves well 300 pounds he's uh now he's not now he's under like 290 so he lost got to florida when when he was at but he was over 300 and then when covid hit it got worse because he was back home and wasn't able to do anything but like now he stayed all summer and he worked on his game worked on his weight 
cardio, but he's just he's just a naturally big guy. Like that's how he's a big fella. <laughs> MJ yeah. boxing him out. Like I've been able, I'm gonna be able to guard anybody. Yeah, no doubt. Just like, shoot that first bump, like <laughs> and you're never gonna be taking a charge. Like if you're a center or a power forward, you're not taking the charge. So you're yeah. never gonna charge like a guard does or something. So you gotta sit there and take the bump. So <laughs> you 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 boxing them out, MJ? You've getting you've making them feel yeah. your body. Nah, man. Not Jason, though. Not Jason. <laughs> Yo, Colin, did you know that MJ has a double double in his career? With what rebounds? <laughs> yes, bro. Yes. Yeah, rebounds. with rebounds. He was close to a triple double, right? Like who was it first? Uh Syracuse. Yeah. Oh, they have they have a little zone. Yeah. <laughs> like he's giving you. <laughs> Yeah, he had the double double. Big, he's a big double double, double, double guy. Bounce. They all bounced out to the free throw line and three points. Yep, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah, long, <laughs> long shots, long rebounds. I got it. I got it. What, um, if, if Gator Nation is that what you call you guys' as fan base? That's what I guess that's what they call them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's, what's Gator Nation? What should Gator Nation be most excited about with Florida Hoops? I think just this year is just a different team. Like, personally, I think we just – there's a lot of transfers, so obviously there's going to be a lot of unknowns for them going into the season. They don't see what we see in practice every day. But for for me, like, compared to last year, I think obviously is the veteran, like, the leadership part of it. Like, there's a lot of older guys. So I think there's going to be a lot of less, like, you know, whatever the case may be as far as, like, bickering or stuff you have to deal with as a younger team. I don't think there's going to be that issue. Like, it's going to be a lot of, like – Older, like really men, like older guys, just being able to want to win. Like, just I think there's a lot of dudes on this team that just want to win. Like, everybody who transferred here wants to win. I want to win. All the guys who, even the freshmen, like Coach White talks about all the time, like the freshmen act like us too. And they're 17, 18 years old. So, yeah, Matt, you can tell it off on them. But I think just a really lockdown defensive team when we start really clicking on the defensive end, we're still working on that part. But I think we're going to have a good year for sure. Like, I'm excited. I'm really excited. How do you like to play ball screens? Have you, has it changed from Michigan to um, Florida? Yeah, my freshman year, we did kind of what we do now at, at Florida. It's um, like a hedge and then get guy. So we did that my freshman year. Um, so you got like your tag guy in the back or whatever. And then my sophomore year, we dropped because Coach Howard came from the NBA. And that's all they do. Like you don't. Yeah. NBA switch or drop, you're not going to catch. You can't tag in the NBA because three seconds. So, um, but it was just, it was drop my sophomore year. And then last year, we still have the same ball screen. So it's like a hedge, um, but also switching a little bit. You know, we switch every once in a while, depending on matchups. So it really depends on the personnel, but we have our, you know, main ball screen coverage is like a hedge. Yeah, we, I just uh, learned the drop this year with our new coach. And uh, yeah, he came from the NBA, or he has NBA experience. Um, and I'm just like trying to learn it. I still am like trying to figure out when I should take the ball, like when the official yeah. time is to take the ball. Just because, like, yeah, some guards love to uh, put them in jail or whatever you can yeah. call it. And then, like, we have this one guard, Jalen Pickett. That's all he does. He gets in front of his man, puts him in jail. So he's always making me make a does decision. That little, that little dribble in the front where they just keep dribbling. Yeah, yeah. They're behind him. Yeah. That's the biggest issue I dealt with, too. Like, because as a big man, you're like, oh, I want to go block it. Then you're like, well, I got to worry about my guy. So it's yeah. like, 
kind of got to play both. And then you with drop, you're giving something up. So you're giving some type of shot up. So it's usually like a floater or like a mid-range pull-up. MJ, what's it like playing with a shot blocker this year? I mean, I, you played with me three years, and I've probably blocked 10 shots. So is it a little different now? Nah, I mean, yeah, it's different. Um, you know, but we play with Mike though. Oh yeah, yeah. Big Mike was sponsoring through. But yeah, I, I think I think Collins like more consistent with it. And you know, if you get beat, you know for sure. Yeah, you I got feel like I feel color. like I feel like he loves like just coming out of nowhere and blocking it. Yeah. And then what, you what's know. your wingspan? You got like a long wingspan? I was close to seven four. Yeah, seven. that's insane. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I have the same wingspan as MJ, so <laughs> puts me at a disadvantage right there. I mean, yeah, it just like when your man get past you, you know he gonna help. But the hard part is, you know, just watching him block it and then like going to get his man. You know, yeah, that's the hard part about it. Yeah, that's the biggest thing on me about too is like you know I love blocking shots. Like, that's what I love doing. Like say a guy's around the rim or something, sometimes I, I put the guard in a bad spot and I realize it, so I'm, I've been working on that. It's like not trying to go block every single shot because you're not going to block every shot. Like, they're going to be able to get it up or they're going to make a good shot. So being able to, like, put my trust in the guard and know, like, okay, he's not going to get scored on. They're going to shoot a tough shot. I got to block out my seven-foot dude I'm guarding and not let, you know, like a guy like MJ have to box him out yeah. a bad position because then, like, it just makes them get opportunity to get offensive rebound or something like that. So no doubt. Yeah. Whenever I knew I was going up against a shot blocker, like I made sure I was always at the front of the rim, just because yeah. if if you left, it would mean that oh there would be a smaller guard there. But I mean, if you're blocking shots, it's a whole like psychology game because then they're not going to want to come back to the paint yeah, or they're sure. going to shoot a pull up and, and all that stuff. What were, what were your uh, goals going into like your last year, Colin? Did you ever like sit down? Cause I know you were coming from Michigan and yeah. they had like Mo and you were just kind of like me, like I had big Mike in front of me and it was always like, I don't know, kind of competing. And then you went to Florida and, and like hooped had a great year um did you have like goals that you set for yourself that like or what was like one thing that you picked up that like you think changed uh last year from the years previous um I think like going into last year I honestly like my expectations were just like I said when I said I transferred like I just needed a fresh start an opportunity to just kind of like show my game up over again and just be able to be put in a position where I could just you know, like really help a team win. And that's all I wanted to do. Like as a basketball player, you want to be able to help your team win. Um, you know, and I was just in a, a tough spot and like just didn't have, get as much opportunity as I thought. So being able to like have a new opportunity helped me, helped me recalibrate like my confidence, you know, like believe in myself more than I did before. And honestly, like going into last year, between me and you guys, like nobody thought anything of me transferring really. Like, and I remember like when I transferred, like nobody thought like, he was going to do this or he's going to do this. So my expectations weren't really high. It was really just to go into it. Like, I'm going to just fight every day. I'm going to come work my ass off um, and just, like, grind it out. Like, work hard every day, come in with a different mentality and just try to win the starting job, which I did. And then from there, it was just continuing to do what I did before. Like, try not to change anything up um, and just play with confidence. Because that was my biggest setback, I think, just not being as confident in myself and as a basketball player. Like, you got to be confident in yourself. You're not going to be confident in, like, 
you're not going to play as good as you're supposed to. So I didn't really have like a lot of expectations. Like I wasn't going into it like, oh, I need to average this many points or I need to do this or I need to do that. Because before that, I didn't really show much. Yeah, I, right. I was in where like it was the same thing. Like I was fighting for minutes, fighting for that. So I kind of just still have that same mindset because like you remember looking back on what you had and then where you're at now, like it helps you almost like humble yourself and just continue to have that like grit and that, you know, that, that motivation, just not lose that. What's and it now, like? What were you going to say, MJ? I said now he's first. That's what I was first just going to Yeah. So no, how does that feel? That, that's, that's light. It's the Kareem Award. The yeah. Kareem Award, Award is where it's at. Does that like, what does that uh, mean? Yeah. Nothing or does it mean, I mean something? Like, I mean, deep down, like, I mean, at the end of the day, as a basketball player, you can't really look at awards as, like, something that's going to, like, affect you or, like, put you in a certain type of mindset. But obviously, it's cool, like, seeing that, like, from where my development has been over the years. Like, now I'm a senior, like, seeing that definitely shows that, like, a lot of the work I've put in has definitely paid off. And, you know, I got an opportunity last year and was able to showcase, you know, my ability and stuff like that. But, you know, at the end of the day, awards an award, like, yeah. when you like, it's cool to celebrate it for the hour or whatever. My parents are happy or whatever the case may be. But then you got to, like, move on because at the end of the day, it's just a preseason award. It's not yeah, like right. – so. You know what? I, th I think um, – I always tell people this, and I, I don't know if you were in this exact situation, but I, I think it was kind of similar. When I came to Penn State, this is, like, crazy. I, like, was – I think I was the 14th man – so when we were playing pickup and like scrimmaging in the summer, I, I would go and I I was on scholarship. I would not get in because there were yeah. just like I, there was four big men. So it was like one in, one out, like there was two in and then they would rotate and they were all 24 years old. So like I, I, I couldn't even play in pickup, let alone yeah. practice. And then like coming to like sticking with the program and then being my senior year and I was like, playing confident basketball just seeing both of those sides like it, it changes your perspective like you know you know what it's like to be at the bottom and now like when you're rebounding when you're scoring it's it's a different perspective because you know that you know what it's like yeah. <laughs> you had to get it from somewhere yeah definitely I think it's, it's cool like seeing that especially like from your perspective too like you said you didn't even play in pickup like that's crazy to think yeah. like you don't even get in pickup and you're Yeah, you're sitting there like, dude, what am I? I'm, I'm up to something. What was pickup like in the summer for uh, for you guys? We honestly, honestly, we didn't play a lot of pickup. Like we just yeah. did like workouts. I think we played pickup like once or twice. We didn't play yeah. a lot. Um, but we did a lot of workouts and like it was a lot of practice. So. I think most of the time, like, a lot of the guys didn't really want to play pickup after practice or something like that. Yeah. With the older teams, you got to save your knees. <laughs> yeah. On, on, on an old man, you got to chill, chill out and let them get rest. Bro, <laughs> you, I, got, I got a question. So is, like, is it a bit man thing where, you, like, you just have to flex on people? Because, like, both of y'all do that, and it's like your signature <laughs> thing, like. What, after you score, you just like yeah. after you get anything. Oh yeah, no, no. yeah. Is it just a bit man thing? Like, yeah. I mean, it's not pretty. Like, we're not like 
just shoving up a shot at the rim and hoping it goes in like you. You like, know, we're, we're, how many bars? <laughs> how many bars you see go in there, get an off rebound, and get an and yeah, one? Yeah. Like, not, not a lot. And if they do, people are like, "Yo, what's going on?" But like more, more, more of the time, you see a big man do it. It's fitting, like you know, it gets a rebound, gets a put back and one. They flex yeah, on. no doubt. Yo, right, so I, what you saying is, if I get an offensive rebound this year, off and, off and one. I'll flex with you, but <laughs> <laughs> what's your uh, what's your look like um, rebounding rule, MJ? Are you crashing? or Are you getting back? No, I'm getting, getting back. back. Yeah, yeah, you're getting back. back. <laughs> I want to crash though. I want to crash. <laughs> You've had games where you have. I remember. I think it was Northwestern. You had like yeah. three offensive rebounds. I, I remember. I flexed with you after you got them. I don't know. I'll call your coach. I'll tell him. I'll tell him you gotta go there. I be trying way. to tell them, bro. They don't put me in no big man. You remember in practice, I used to go with the big man. Oh the my drills. god, they awesome. let me do that now, bro. Do they yell at you? Like, do you try nah, to do it? They just act, they like go with the little guards. And I'm like, nah, these are the big guards. You know what I mean? That's like a personality trait of yours. Don't lose I know. that. I, Colin, I, you I, go I, and work I, out with the guards. That's what I would do. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let our coach know to get MJ to work on his hook shots. I got you. When uh when MJ would come down and work with the like bigs for like two reps, I would run my butt down the other court and shoot a pull up three and say like, <laughs> oh, this is how we do it. <laughs> Man, that, that was fun. A uh, uh, a quick tip, I'm sure you've learned, but MJ's shot is so high that you got to be a second jumper for the offensive rebound. Cause he's got it, it's gonna like the other defense defenseman gonna think that's gonna like come down to them, but then, then they, they jump early because MJ shots like at the moon. That's if he misses though. Yeah, that is if he misses. Uh, he got some misses. You got some misses for us, MJ. Come on, you got we got it. You got to help your big man. Can't make him all. Yeah. Man, all I can say is you know from my double double. All I can say is, you know, just look at where he shoots it and go to the opposite side. <laughs> That's all I do. Whenever I see a shot up, I'll just run to the opposite side. Hope it falls in my lap. Appreciate you uh, joining the Midnight Domino show. I, I hope uh, MJ has been, you know, advertising it down there in Gainesville. Probably hasn't said a word about it. But um, good luck this year, Colin. Go hoop. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Florida Gators fan, especially when you guys play Ohio State. Be room for you guys. Luck to you too, bro. Yeah, appreciate it.